Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Is This Real Life? A Bravo podcast that relates our favorite shows to our own lives in the world around us. I'm your host, Mandy Slutsker. Let's get to it. Hey, real lifers. Well, it's my birthday weekend, and to celebrate, I had Taria Faison from the What Else is Going On podcast on to chat. All things housewives, we get into it, okay? Everything from what's going on with Portia and Simon and the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion and then Dallas and all the madness with the Westcots. And then we go to New Jersey for the finale and the Real Housewives of New York. So I don't have a whole lot of commentary in the beginning because we just get into everything. But the one thing I forgot to mention is how much I enjoyed watching Ramona and Sonia try and fix her pool heater. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I could watch them do the most mundane things and find it entertaining. I don't know what it is about them, but they are just so damn watchable. If you like the podcast, be sure to give it a five-star rating and write a nice review. And as always, you can follow me at Mandy Slutsker on all social media. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Clubhouse. Hope you all have a lovely week and hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, everyone. I am here with Taria Faison, who I adore. She's from the What Else is Going On podcast, and she's someone who I met through podcasting, but I'm proud to call her an actual friend. Thank you for joining me for this week's birthday episode. Thank you for having me. I'm definitely honored. It's Mandy's birthday. She's going to be 21 again. Yes. So, and I'm now fully <laughs> vaccinated. So we're going to celebrate. Um, we, we've met in real life. Uh, we went to a brunch and it was so cool. Mandy's my friend. Um, she's one of the smartest people I know. I tell her that all the time and not good for me necessarily and my ego, but I will tell Mandy something and then she'll be like, but wait, what about this? And I'm like, and I'm like, wait, but what about this? And she's like, yeah, but, but I learn something from Mandy every time we talk. And I continuously tell her that because I do. Well, I learn something from you every time we talk. I also laugh a lot. <laughs> what do you, let me see. I'm, I'm going to teach Mandy next how to slick her baby hairs. <laughs> oh, God. There's so many. They're all in the front. <laughs> you guys are going to see Mandy. She's going to have them swirls with <laughs> My edges. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I love you so much. I'm excited. I love you too. I'm so there's no one I would rather be discussing the situation with Portia with than you. 
So let's just dive right in. So we talked on the phone. We talked on the phone for probably an hour. I had anticipated the news coming out about Portia being engaged to Simon, who is Fallon's, uh, not even yet, ex-husband. The ink has not been dried. The paperwork has not been finalized. Oh, man. Trying to figure out, is she pregnant? Is Fallon pregnant? What else is happening? What else is going on? Right. (laughs) In the words of the Cynthia Bailey Hill. Now, what else is going on? I told you, not even from a, a, you know how, I don't like when people make fun of women's bodies and we don't do that. So I was trying to figure out how to, at first I was going to comment on Instagram and I'm like, I'm not going to do that. So I said to Mandy, she looks pregnant to me. And it wasn't even just the, the shape. Cause you really couldn't see her shape. Right. And mm-hmm. the kimono, but it was uh, more her face, something about her face. There was like a glow and it was like, I don't know, something just read pregnant to me. And then on top of her doing the TikTok with the friend and grabbing her belly for a mm-hmm. second. When Mandy called me and we talked, I like was like, you're lying. <laughs> I was like, she's engaged. I don't know about the pregnancy. She could have a glow from being in love. Yes. Yeah. Um, but she is definitely engaged to this man. Now, I don't feel like her timeline adds up. Me neither. And I'm kind of surprised that in her Instagram post that she actually even mentions a timeline where she gives a date, which seems like a very amateur move because if that date is wrong, people will pounce on the fact that she lied more so than anything else. Yeah. You know? I feel like she she had made mention uh, on her Instagram live that she did about the whole taking out a scene thing. She said, basically, she was trying to say, I don't have to prove anything because they say I'm the fan favorite. So she knows that. So I feel like I could see her lying about this timeline. Then if things come out, her saying, Guys, I was just so in love and I didn't want to disappoint my fans because of how much in love I was. I've never known love like this and I just wanted to be happy. She would spin it to, and then people would be like, oh, wait, we didn't mean to and forget the whole time. I think that's what she is thinking she can do. I really do. Also, I did notice her use of words. She never, when someone says, if you were to say a divorce was complete, what phrase would you use? The divorce is what? Finalized. Exactly. In her statement, she said the divorce is settled and People Magazine reported that the settlement part was settled. She never said the divorce was final. She said the settlement was uh, she said the divorce is settled. And and actually, that's People Magazine's word. They actually use that. And she said he filed in January. Yes, Portia, he filed in January, then took it back in January and refiled in February. So I also feel like she would play that semantic scheme, like, but I wasn't lying. I never said it was finalized. So I feel like she purposely used those words. For sure. This is one thing I don't fully understand. And it seems to be a big issue on The Real Housewives of Atlanta is timelines for divorce and when it's appropriate for someone who is separated and undergoing a divorce to start a new relationship or to date. And I don't see this on many of the other franchises. 
So if Simon and Fallon separated, right, and they uh-huh. filed for divorce, then I would think it would be okay for Fallon or Simon to date somebody else. And I'm not going right. to say, oh, you're dating a married man because they're still legally married. I feel like that's really unfair. And it's something that I think, you know, Kenya spent a lot of time talking about. And she really hinges on it. She's like, well, I'm still wearing my wedding ring because Mm -hmm. Mark and I are still married. It's like, yes, but you are legally separated and you are filing for divorce. Why the hell do you have that ring on? That's and it's it's crazy because I think Portia fans not you, I'm talking about in general, portion fans, what I've seen online have been saying that. And then it seems like not, not Portia fans, but Kenya fans are saying she's dating a married man. And it's like, okay. Like you said, if, if they've discussed that they can date, like, why is that anyone's business? Like, like Fallon and Simon, but I will tell you this. Remember when I told you that I listened to a podcast and one of the hosts had went away to it was I thought it was the Dominican Republic. It was Mexico. And she talked about how she was in the club. She looked over. She sees this girl. You know, she's pretty, blah, blah, blah. She's and the girl looks familiar. She starts talking to her and she says, oh, I live in Atlanta. I'm good friends with Kenya. And it turned out to be Fallon. Fallon. So it was Mexico. Fallon was there with her new boo. And her three children. Here's the kicker, but I couldn't figure out the timeline. I only remembered her saying the reason she was in when she was in Mexico that time she got engaged. Well, I found her Instagram and she got engaged March 2nd, which means that Fallon was definitely dating the beginning of March, end of February, someone else. And Simon did say in his, now I don't know if this part is true, but you know, Simon did say in his announcement of the divorce that there were infidelities on her part. Well, she was clearly, she was spotted dating someone the beginning of March. And she said that Fallon left. It was Fallon, her three children, because her and Simon don't have any together. And the guy on Simon's private plane. I mean, I'm not going to say that Fallon is entirely innocent in this exactly. relationship, but I don't think someone deserves to have a coworker. Oh, definitely not. You know, no, no, no. Shack no. up with I their, their former at, husband. <laughs> at her post yesterday when she was like, I'm healing, I'm this. And I was like, I get it. I, I She would be upset. I want to know if what TMZ is saying is true and that Fallon and Portia only met the first time we saw them on camera then I would be like, well, but then they do have like a couple pictures together outside of filming. Yeah, I mean, I think it's shady regardless. So if, you know, if you work with someone and you don't mm-hmm. know them that well, like you're not friends outside of work, really, would you date their husband? <laughs> like, it just seems like a line that you shouldn't cross. I c- if this is the love of her life and they're going to be together forever and they're going to, you know, then they'll weather the storm like Marge and Joe Benino, yeah, right? Yeah. Like they were both married. They both yes. cheated on their spouses. They got together, but they yeah. withstood the test of time. And yes. so it just takes time to prove people wrong. And I think a lot of people, given 
Simon's history. Yes. You know, of of being married to a lot of women, dating a lot of different women, um, short marriages, things yes. that don't last very long. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like, I don't know if this is the real deal or if And even Portia, look at her like what with Ever since Portia got a divorce, if you look at all the men she dated, she has fast-tracked everyone. She dated, I mean, she broke up with, her and Cordell got a divorce, rather. Then, I don't know if it was the season after or two seasons after, she started dating a football player. They were dating for months, and she threw that party for him. And he's like, whoa, wait a minute, what's going on? Then she had the baby contract with the guy that she was dating she wanted to be so it seems like to me she fast-tracked all of these relationships and now here she is with him my thing is if they wanted to give it some distance or rather even if they didn't want to I would think why couldn't they date quietly and give some distance between why get the season engaged? yes that's, that's the question I have. why get engaged and even come out with you dating like the reunion just ended we have we seen Fallon not that long ago. Why not just give it a little bit, like a couple of months or so to kind of be a little bit removed? It was like and part of me wonders, is it because of the spinoff that she's getting? Because I think initially so. you think so, because mm-hmm. she only had three episodes initially. Now, with this development. I think she is a lot more calculating and I yeah, think oh. she's very smart so I don't mm-hmm. buy this whole like Portia's dumb whatever. No, I don't no. think she's a dumb girl. Me neither. I think she's calculating. I think she's really good at building a brand. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at she got herself on Bravo chat room. She already mm-hmm. has had a spinoff. Portia having a baby. Now yep. she's getting another spinoff. Like she is earning her cash, and mm-hmm. she knows how to keep her name in people's mouths. And as yep. long as we are talking about it, then she yep. is laughing all the way to the bank. So yeah. <laughs> And I think that she's the kind that is that knows how to play the game and you need to be clear that she's out for self. Mm-hmm. It's one thing if her sister, that's her sister, Shamia, we've seen how we've actually seen how her and Shamia treated each other because people were like, oh, uh, uh, Portia treated Phaedra. I mean, uh, Shamia really bad during that whole Phaedra thing when Phaedra said that candy. But if you go back and watch, there were things that Shamia, like Shamia was, came on through candy and Portia and candy weren't really. And Shamia was saying and doing little things, but I feel like they kind of have an understanding. So I wouldn't feel comfortable trusting Portia. I don't, I'm not, I'm not even talking about with a man with meaning. Oh, I know you look out for you and I look out for me. I think that's just the type of person that she is. Totally. And there's nothing wrong with that, honestly, no. especially in in the entertainment industry. Yeah. Do you think she's going to leave Atlanta? No, I don't think she's going to leave Atlanta because that's where how people know her. Yeah. Right. I, um, mm-hmm. And she doesn't have she doesn't have something else lined up, I don't think. Right. Me either. And so she this is what's given her a platform. I think yep. it would not be smart to walk away. I wanted to tell you, everybody does it. You know how, I I think she did it for a move, but people were like, oh, she took, and I just wanted to double check. She took RHOA out of her bio. I think they all do that to be talked about because she did take it out of her bio. So Ramona did that. Erica Jane did that. Lisa Renna, I think so. Yeah, there's whatever. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's get into the reunion. 
So it was a three-part reunion that did not need to be three parts. And I will argue that all day. I agree. The main thing that they were discussing was Bolo. Yeah. And the I was really glad that they broke the fourth wall a bit by saying mm-hmm. that they were on a work trip. And there seems to be two different sort of schools of thought. Mm-hmm. One is Kenya saying, if you do something in this house on a work, on a cast trip, then I will talk about it, right? Mm -hmm. And then the other kind of line of thought is, well, we thought the cameras were off. We covered the cameras. Production wrapped. We thought whatever happened after production wrapped would not be covered, and we would start again the next day. Where do you fall on that? I I look at it, too, when people say, oh, we're on a work trip. We're on a work, work trip. And they brought other examples of a work trip. If me and my company went to Vegas... And after I got off, they were like, you're free to go and do whatever. If I decided to sleep with, I don't know, one of the casino men on the floor, it shouldn't have any impact on my job because I didn't do it on company time because I was done for the day. That's how I feel now. I will say Kenya initially did not say that's why she called it out. What she said was at that table, at that dinner, when her and Marlo made up, it was disgusting for you to do that in a house with a baby in it. And speaking of babies, uh, let's think about that night. They all were going to supposed to play games. So Kenya went upstairs and never came back down, just left them. Candy goes upstairs. And what does she say? Why are the cameras here? And Candy said, what do you mean? Why are they here? Like, I, I, they followed me. Um, you left in the middle of a scene, ma'am. And we know that production typically doesn't, allow children because isn't that what they said at the reunion? So don't even use, oh, well, my child was here. No, Kenya, you brought your child on a work trip and then got mad when those work cameras followed Candy up the steps. It's the same thing to me. Okay. And at least they were wrapped. Kenya definitely has inconsistency there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that's not what you said. And then she said the only reason she talked about it was because Portia called her a liar. Well, she called you a liar because you talked about it. And if you watch back, there's a point from when Kenya started talking about it up till that Portia never denies it. She says to Tanya at first, I mean, I don't care about me. I don't F with Kenya. I'm I'm concerned about you. And she was defending Tanya. So she never said, I didn't do it. Like, Yeah, I don't remember her saying she didn't do it. No, me neither. It also seemed like she wasn't saying she did it because Bolo has a family. Right. That was sort of what I got out of watching this whole thing go down. And she's like, in her mind, I'm not going to like, you know, rat this guy out. Mm -hmm. He yeah, he agreed to film, but this isn't his job. Right. Right. He's not a reality TV star. He's not putting his whole life out there. I don't Mm want to drag him through the mud. So I'm just going to move forward with this and let them throw whatever accusations they want. Mm hmm. Um, I guess it doesn't really matter if she did it or not, but it became very clear that she did and everyone knew it. So I don't know why they had to keep talking about it over about and it, yeah. over and over. Um, mm-hmm. But it's because there wasn't anything else really going on. The I whole know. season was such a dud with the exception of that one like amazing episode. That spun so many different conversations. Right. Marlo on Candy Speak on it said that at one point she had left her room. And when she came back, these are her words. She said, 
Portia was sitting on my toilet cleaning her stuff. She kept running back and forth cleaning herself off. And I said, and she did the hand motion and she said, Portia, that's my bathroom. So she's saying that in between Portia's bolo sessions that Portia would come, came into her room to clean her lady parts and then go back. Then why are you asking her on camera if she did it, if that was the case? Because your whole reason for saying you're asking her is because she's my friend and my friend might be lying to me. But if she's telling you what she's doing or you see her doing that. I mean, I don't I don't really trust any of these women. Right. And so and none of them are consistent. So, you know, yeah, we can call out Marlo for that. We can call it Kenya. We can also call it Portia for, you know, doing one thing and then saying one thing and doing another or whatever. Um, But, you know, hopefully Portia remembered to pee in between each time. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure she didn't get the UTI. That's amazing. That's a tip. That's amazing. It's a hot tip that people don't tell you when you first start having sex. And you're like, why do I keep getting UTIs? Mandy, first start having sex. I didn't find out. I think it was like 2007. A woman at my job told what? me. We were just Did you randomly just never talking. get UTIs? I got what I thought was like bladder infections. But they were clearly <laughs> That's UTIs. The same thing. Oh, it is? Okay. Yeah. Um, cut that out, Jane. Cut that out with this show. With- <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that Portia's taking care of herself. Yes, um, yes. And, you know, I hope that she gets all of her sexual needs met. I, yeah. Someone said that her and Shamia have matching Africans because they look exactly alike. Have you seen Shamia's husband? Wait, Shamia's Shem- husband is Nigerian? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Oh, okay. They're like cool. bookends. Simon they and look her. Similar. Yes. Simon and, and the guy. Yep. And that's why Shamia, um, Andy said it, and Shamia said that she has been offered, but he doesn't want their life on TV. And if you notice, last year we saw a little, when, when Portia had PJ, we saw a little bit of Shamia's daughter. This year we started seeing her, but then she was blurred a couple of times. It's because he doesn't want her on. I mean, smart. I wouldn't yeah. want. You know, if I had a child, I wouldn't want them to be on TV either. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. So then the other thing that was discussed was this profit situation, which I was laughing so hard when Andy said he was like trying to explain. He's like, I believe this caused a ripple in the profit community. (laughs) That's exactly the number of times I've called you to ask you questions (laughs) about like, are there profits in like Mom, black yeah, churches, yeah. like yeah. what are people's views on them? Are they mm. similar? Like how many prophets do people think that there are? Do prophets call themselves prophets? <laughs> but regardless, I mean, this situation, it seems like no one was on Drew's side. Let it go, especially the here you are trying to find out or intimate that Toya slept with him, but defending Portia's right not to have to speak up if she slept with Bolo. Drew, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, calling her, calling Latoya a Delilah, which like using religion to shame a woman and to cast the blame on the woman in a relationship with a man, a religious leader. Mm -hmm. And then to have Portia. Yes. Get into a relationship with a legally married man. 
who's the Delilah now? Right. And who is the Delilah with Bolo? If that's the case, Delilah wants what Delilah wants, right? So yep. Bolo, so it's like, who, like, do you realize what you're doing? Here's a fun fact where my worlds collide. So one of the prophets she mentioned has a son who is a world-renowned gospel singer. He's won awards, won awards. There used to be a reality show called The Preachers of L.A., and it was about male preachers in their family. And my kids grew up listening to his music when Jamal was at Powerman Temple. He would have people come through. Mimi came through. Phaedra came through. Common. He would have people like that. Well, the recording artist came through, and it was Pat. My daughter was probably five or six or six or seven, and she didn't think he was coming out, and she almost started crying because they loved him so much. So he comes out, they end up getting in line to meet him or whatever. He signs her things. He was like, he tells the guy that's his assistant, take a picture with them. No, from my phone. Then he says like little words of encouragement. You guys are going to be great. So when I started my podcast, I was like, I really want to talk to him, but he's this huge gospel singer. It's one of the ladies that she mentioned, it's her son. And I eventually got to, I reached out to him via Twitter and I got to interview him on my other podcast. And it was supposed to be 15 minutes, but it was literally like an hour. So when she said the name, I was like, this is insane. She's talking about his mom was supposed to bless her baby. Funny thing was though, he had been kind of like sort of through the same thing where he had been married, then divorced, then met someone. She got pregnant. They got married. Wild. So it was just wild. I'm like, Drew, what are you? T- There's so much more that could be said right now to get you caught up, but I'm like, yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I, what I liked uh, is to see Drew and Latoya agree to move forward and actually agree to move forward because that yes. seemed very genuine on yeah. Latoya's part and hopefully on Drew's part. Um, I also liked when Andy was like, "You gotta bring better receipts, girl." Be, like, yeah. I don't remember him ever calling someone out for like doing something shitty well, as literally like, a housewife. Saying, like, if you're, you're not doing your job well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> what? Latoya and Drew. So you know they had a, a tweet exchange after the season, and uh, Latoya said, uh, uh, Drew said, we're all strong, smart women, something, something. And, uh, Latoya responded, yes, honey, go ahead with that wig. And Drew was like, yes, sis, let's move past this, blah, 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 blah. So then I don't know if you've seen Drew's picture in the last couple of weeks of her with both of her cheeks out in a weirdly positioned way. And so she's posing and you don't see a string to a bathing seat. You just literally see two cheeks and the the caption is Ralph approved. And then Toya was commenting, yes, come to Miami. I'm sorry. That was, that was that picture. They were on a plane somewhere first before they got to where they took that picture. And the Toya was like, come to Miami, come to Miami. Cause she was in Miami. Then the <laughs> Toya is catching a plane somewhere walking through the airport. And it was a sign that said Tampa. And she's like, who's in Tampa? Who's going to Tampa? I was like, oh my god! Oh my god, god. so funny. They, yeah. I, it sounds like they're actually moving forward. Which I mean, they kiss. They like. There's something there. There's something sexual there. No, I think there's something like that draws them to each other. Not even sexual. Just oh, like they. Yeah, no, I think that they yeah. would work better as friends. Yeah, me and too. That's I think like- Drew thought that siding with Portia. And being yes. against Kenya and against anyone that was friends with Kenya would yep. do her well. 
And it's amazing how fast she has fallen in terms of yes. likability with the viewers because she's just not being genuine. Yeah. Do you notice that even the profit thing, people were like, oh, okay. What really pissed people off was the gift, the white elephant. That literally in that one scene made me completely turn around. Not saying, oh, I don't want her back. I do. But it just made me like visibly like, uh, Drew, how could you? That one scene had me like, and I heard that from a lot of people. What did For you like? me, it was um, a few episodes before where she okay. blamed LaToya okay. for seducing this man. And I was okay. like, what the hell is wrong with you? Right. You misogynistic, <laughs> like, asshole <laughs> that you yeah. would blame a married or engaged man mm-hmm. for like leaving his relationship. You blame it on the right. woman. Like, what the right. hell is wrong with you? Like, as if she just put him in a trance and, and just, yeah, took I don't advantage. like that yeah, no, type no. of, no, that's not cool. All right. Well, I feel like we've had enough of Atlanta. I feel like the yeah. season was a bit of a dud and I'm really looking forward to next season. I love <sighs> them. And I think we need more than five full-time housewives. Would you want all of them back. And if so, would you want any old OGs to, not old OGs, OGs to join? Or is there anybody that you could see go? I would not want to see anyone go. Okay. Because there were only five, right? Okay. I would want Marlo to get a peach. Okay. I would like maybe LaToya to get a peach. Maybe. Okay. Um, and if anyone would come back, I would say Sheree. Okay. I don't think it would be appropriate for, um, Phaedra to come back. Yeah. Um, and Nini doesn't seem to have a relationship with anyone in the cast. And, um, I think is like her narcissism is, is, is a little bit scary. Yeah. So I, I want, yeah, but I could see Sheree. Okay. Do you feel like if Candy left, and maybe got a spinoff, then would you be okay? Or could you see Phaedra coming back? Or do you just not want her back? Because some people just don't want her back, period, because of what she did. I don't know. It'd be really hard to swallow. Like, okay, okay. what are you going to do now? Like, it's clear that you have no problem lying. You have no problem, right. like, going, like, accusing people of very yeah. serious um, yes. crimes. That it makes it hard for me to like, trust anything you say. Right. And then we we know that she'll use a defense while I was just repeating as if that's not just as bad as saying it. Right. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's good. I don't know. Do you, what do you think? I would love, so I get these, I signed up for some Bravo thing and I get these surveys and I was talking to Kate Chastain about it. And I asked her, she was like, oh, those matter every once in a while. I notice it's always at it's I'll get a survey and it's like long and it'll show like a Porsche, like, who do you like? And it'll be like Portia, Kenya, Candy. Then it'll be like, do you like who do you out of these bunch? Who do you like together? Kenya, Portia, this, that. And it'll say and I've noticed every time I've gotten one of those. The next season that it comes up, there has always been a change. So there's been times there's a lot of time gone by when I haven't got one. So. Potomac had happened, and then Monique was off the show. I got one for Atlanta, and Nene was an option. So I asked Kate, because since they come from, like, the network or whatever, would you, would they have someone 
who they didn't have any plans on or weren't, weren't even in consideration. She said, that is a waste of time. Why would they have them on there? She said, if they're there, they're there. So Nini was on this thing. So I would love to see Nini back with a different attitude, like, oh, I'm a team player. Because she's often said, Kenya is good for the show, even though she didn't like her. I want Kenya and Nini to become friends again. I liked when they were friends and maybe kind of give Portia and maybe bring a Sheree back. Although I feel like we're done with Sheree. You've been on three times now. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, maybe somebody knew. I wouldn't mind well, somebody I, new, yeah. but they have to be over 40. That's I cannot what I take these yeah. like women no. in their early to mid 30s. That is yeah. not interesting. They nope. cannot relate to Cynthia Bailey. I need someone to be old enough and mature yeah. enough to relate to Cynthia Bailey. And I don't yeah. think Cynthia Bailey is amazing or anything, but there is yes. something comforting about her presence. Yes. And I don't want to see her gone just Me because either. there's not well, a whole lot happening yeah. doesn't mean that she should be gone. And she does add some value, I think. I think she adds value, too, because we need all pieces or whatever. So I definitely... But I would like to see Nini come back. <sighs> Selfishly, I would say, oh, Phaedra to see how she would interact with Candy. But I don't think it's fair to put Candy in that position. Because she's already said if Phaedra comes back, she would leave. Now, who knows if it's different now, if she feels differently now. But I, if she were to stay, I still don't think that would be kind of fair to... to because every the eyes would be so on candy. It was like every move she made or everything she said would be magnified. Just like people were upset with her the season after Phaedra when she wasn't ready to forgive Portia. People were upset. So imagine Phaedra herself coming back. Because I've seen comments. People are like, she needs to get over it. Why is she still talking about it? So I don't know. I, I definitely would like Nini to come back. Um, Kenya. All of them can stay meaning Kenya, Candy, Cynthia, and then keep Drew, keep Portia, and maybe bring on like two more. I wish Shamari was back. I liked Shamari. She was okay. Yeah, they were talking. I think if she had got another another season, I feel like they should and give one season unless they're so terribly like awful. It's hard. I think you it know? takes some time to get their, to get their feet wet. Yeah. Speaking of first season, let's head over to Dallas and talk about the lovely Dr. Tiffany Moon. Oh, man. It was so tough to watch this reunion because for me, what I got from it was that Tiffany acted one way during videotaping because she was under an incredible amount of stress. More stress Mm -hmm. than anyone else that has been on the Bravo Network. Mm -hmm. Working during a pandemic, as a healthcare provider, mm-hmm. and filming the show, and having children, right? Yes. And then it's the first time that she's doing the show. And then you add in the racism, yep. right? And so like all of those things together, and I think, and people have spoken on it, a lot of um, Asian Americans who watch the show have said, you know, we tend to be this like, looked at as a model minority, and we never want to rock the boat. And it's clear that she did not really want to rock the boat and really get into it with Cameron during filming. Yes. And so, but then filming wraps, and she's watching it at home again. 
And uh-huh. I think all that anger surfaced. Yeah. And she finally felt comfortable sharing her anger. Mm-hmm. And so she's being authentic each time, but it's coming across differently to Cameron. And Cameron, mm-hmm. I think, is thinking, but we agreed to move forward, but you told me you weren't upset anymore. Mm-hmm. And and so I could see how they it, it's like a mismatch where mm-hmm. Cameron's like, but I thought we're moving forward. And I thought you're not you weren't that angry, but now you're angry. Like what? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I don't think I can see how this came to be with this massive blow up between Tiffany and Cameron. Yeah, and I feel like Cam needs to take some ownership too. Like, show all the tweets, show some of the ones that you tweeted that were like passive aggressive that Tiffany reacted to. You want to show her tweets, but show what you tweeted that got her to that point. Also, I'm so annoyed. This whole dog with a bone where you're trying to tell her something and she's literally talking as if she's processing it in her mind as you're trying to tell her. So Tiffany's like, well, you said, and she'd be like, For instance, when she tried to say that Tiffany was racist for imitating her own mother and she goes, can I speak? It's my mom. And she's like, I don't get it. It's just wrong to me. Like she kept talking and I was like, shut up. And she did that in her argument with Stephanie, Mm -hmm. her first season. She does that. But for her to sit up there and say, no one signed up for the school uh, of Tiffany etiquette and try to say that Tiffany thought herself higher funny those are the same things that stephanie said about you season four the same exact things that you were saying you did correct people's etiquette you did call brandy trash you did a lot of things cam and now you're acting as if her correcting you is such a big deal when andy said well you did correct her cameron was trying to insult her so i would have done the same thing here you're trying to insult me and call me two-faced but you didn't say two-faced. You said, what did, What word did she use the wrong? Um, she said hypocritical, I think. So she was trying to insult Tiffany using the wrong word. You're trying to insult me. So yeah, I'm going to correct you. Like that, no one brought that part of it up. It's not like Tiffany was just walking around saying you said that wrong. And I, I was irritated that they didn't bring that up. Yeah, I mean, I could see how it would be frustrating to be corrected, Um, And to feel like you're being corrected by someone if your main source of insecurity is your intellect, which it appears that that is for Cam. What I can't get over is her not wanting to or not appearing to want to learn anything about race or stereotyping from an Asian American. Mm -hmm. Like, listen to what she's saying. What you think is racist may not be correct. Like, right. why aren't you learning from someone who has a different view on this? It, yeah. And then this week when we've seen her yes. husband and her brother-in-law say the most horrific things yep. online, I mean, my goodness, the audacity of these yes. short, mediocre white men. Yes. That they think they understand all these concepts like critical race theory and anti-racist when they don't understand them. They mean something else. Yes. They think anti-racist means focusing on people's race. Right. It's like (laughs) like the word anti says it itself. But it was funny how how you said about Cam being frustrated about being corrected because that's her insecurity. Once again, Cam is about Cam because her going after Tiffany 
saying, oh, you're a hypocrite and not wanting to hear her. It's like, what if that was Tiffany's insecurity? Like, you know what I mean? So it's like it, 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 it can play both ways for her to insist that she was racist. And then when when Tiffany said, oh, I'm racist, like, tell me how that's racist for her to pivot and go. Well, I just like she just didn't like it. Like it was just awful because she threw the shoe. Now you're trying to make it something else because she was like, did your mother really throw her shoe? Tiffany said yes. And now you now that's the focus because you don't know what you're talking about as far as race. And for none of those women, I'm sorry, to say anything at any given time was in, in, um, Tiffany's defense, especially Stefan. Like it just irritated me so bad that it was almost like they talk about Summer House was a gang up. You had Tiffany Moon out there by herself when she has had wrong done to her. All of y'all said it in the confessionals, but nobody stood up for her. I was so done with Cam. I'm done with Cam. I just look at what you live with. Clear, you know that's not the first time you've experienced what what they all were saying. And you have your nerve to try to tell Tiffany something. And it was offensive for you to say chicken feet, you'd rather eat sparkle dog food. It is a little bit offensive. Yeah. And now she's just like, I was talking about food, not your culture. And she's like, food is, is a part, part of, of my culture. Exactly. That like being like, oh, I would rather eat dog food than your disgusting matzo ball soup, Mandy. Like, right. <laughs> or you would be like, you know, what? Or, or there are things in my like culture's food that I think are relatively gross. Uh you know, I'm <laughs> like, there are some, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and like a filter fish, for example, it, I don't think it's, it's great. And I could okay. see how it would be disgusting to some people. I can make fun of it. Other people can't really make fun of it. Not from the outside. You know that's what I mean? What, that's how I feel. Like if you got upset with your, I'll use it is if you got upset with your mom and called her a name. You don't then expect your friend to say, yeah, she really is. You would be like, okay, now wait a minute. You don't say that about my mama. Exactly. <laughs> That's I say that about my mama. <laughs> exactly. And I feel like it's the same thing. It's like, wait a minute. How can you not get what she's saying? I appreciate it, Tiffany. I don't know if it was on Watch What Happens Live before the season. And she apologized about being forceful because I have an issue with food. I get. I don't like to try new foods. I don't. I don't like when people make a big deal out of me not trying new foods, in, especially in public places. That makes I, it, it it makes me so mad. So I feel like maybe if Cam had said, Tiffany, I just really have a thing with food. I cannot try this chicken foot. It is not against you, not against the community. I just cannot try it. Instead of the like that is like, OK, that's yeah, a bit much. Exactly. You know? I think Cam's not great at explaining herself. And so had she been better at explaining herself, I think it would have come across differently. At the same time, I'm glad Stephanie pointed out that Tiffany was doing things for a reaction, right? She yes, knew yes, that she yeah. was going to get a reaction out of these women. Yeah. And so in a way, it did feel like she was sort of baiting them. But they should be able to handle that, right? They um, should be able to, you know? Ha- uh, your friend went and said you were going – to scare Cameron and you got a black dildo and chased her for a reaction. Yep. You wore poop hats to a luncheon for a reaction. You were trying to bait Leanne. Like, 
So come on. It's I like, think they weren't saying they don't do that. They were just saying she was doing that. No, okay. I didn't yeah, think I Stephanie was. She was saying, listen, like, let's be honest. We're on a show. We react to it. And then you mm-hmm. were doing things asking for a reaction. You got a reaction. And then you're like, I can't believe that these women don't want to be my friend. So mm-hmm. I, I could see um, what they were saying. But I just don't know why at after all of it, they couldn't just acknowledge, you know what, we could have been kinder to you. We right. could have been more like less judgmental. And what I will never get over that this woman was working during the height mm-hmm. like of a pandemic mm-hmm. and and the stress and the uh, people dying. I mean, right. so many people. We have 600,000 people in America who almost, uh, almost who've died yes, from this. Yeah. To yep. like not acknowledge that and then people on the front lines who are putting on their PPE and going into yep. the hospital and the level of stress and not wanting yeah. to bring that home to their family and their kids. And yeah. they're sitting there only focused on the show. The show is the only thing they have going on. And she's got other shit going on. Yes. And just the fact that they couldn't acknowledge it yeah. Is that that's hard to me? It, it to me it get it goes back to selfishness, and I guess you can have an argument for anything because, like you said, Stephanie is right. She got a reaction, and now she's sitting there like you don't want to be my friend. But again, I will point to her best friend Brandy would do things, get a reaction, and then oh my god, now I'm so they don't like me, or they this <laughs> or they that. I literally was watching some of season four today with Cam, and I'm like. Y'all are doing stuff for her to get upset, but also Cameron coming off very judgmental. But the whole booty thing, before it was made such a big deal, you're mad because you have to put on booties. This woman works in a hospital where people are dying every day, and you're upset because you have to put booties on to come into her house. Also, did you ever stop to think with Asian culture, you do not wear your shoes in the home? You couldn't even, it was like, for Carrie last year to all, when someone says something to her, like when Leanne corrected her when they went to Thailand, like, oh, you got to take off your hat. I know what I'm talking about. I'm Mexican. For someone to continually say that about themselves. And then now here we are, a person with another race has come in or ethnicity. You couldn't even reflect back like, okay, maybe I should be listening to her. Maybe I should ask her. Oh, why, why do we have to wear booties? Maybe I should ask her, well, what does it represent this food in your culture? Like you didn't even think like she didn't even think about that. And Deandra said, you know what? Like, you know, wrong on me for one, not sticking up for Tiffany in the moment and talking about it. And also for not initiating conversations, because this could have been a moment for us to have conversations. And we missed that moment. And Mandy, you talked about that speak, that speaking of that, having the conversation, because I just literally thought about Ebony and how her conversations came about seamlessly, like within that group with Tiffany. Not only did she have the stress of the pandemic, working, filming the show, when you think about she already knew it'd be one thing for her to already know going in. OK, I'm basic. Bravo basically hired me to be diversity and be a teacher. But she had to go in with a woman who had made fun of her culture, mm-hmm. all the, how many other franchises has that, there haven't been tapes released of any of them making fun of black people, you know, in New York or in Beverly Hills. So that was an added stress. Now I got to go film with these people where everybody's telling me, you got to meet Brandy. You're going to love her. You got to meet Brandy. You're going to love her. 
But the thing is, is that Tiffany said, you know what? I like think that Brandy apologized. She's done it over and over again. I don't think she's racist. I don't believe she believes that. I don't think she tried to hurt anyone. And there's nothing else she can do. Right. And so I think, you know, like... Everyone wants Brandy to atone for something, to mm-hmm. to see her, I don't know, like I don't know what be held accountable, could, but I don't think there's anything else Brandy can do. Now, it, what was interesting to me is that Tiffany seemed more pissed at Cam than yes. anybody, anybody else. Than, and yes. so that tells me that there was more going on yeah. behind the scenes and that I don't think she actually has an issue with Brandy. No, me neither. I don't I, I don't think she is, I mean, has anything either. I had heard someone say that they had heard that behind the scenes, she was like, oh, you know, I forgive Brandy. I thought the video was funny personally. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it's like, but to a degree, I kind of get that. When you're, just like you said about the fish, you don't, nobody else better say outside about the fish right right? about the gefilte fish yeah so if i were to see a video and i'm asian of that and if i laughed it would be well i've seen people mocking white white guys dressing up with bonnets on eating hot cheetos popping their on tiktok right Mm -hmm. i wouldn't comment publicly that was funny i would because what they're saying is that's what black girls are like today, but their hot Cheetos, their bonnets, their slippers, and their pajama pants going to school. That this is the thing. So I wouldn't comment publicly, but I may laugh my daughter and say, oh my God, that's just keeping it real. But I would never say it publicly. So I think Tiffany may have thought she had a friend and they were really friends behind the scenes, not knowing, girl, they're gonna use that against you at the yeah. reunion. The other thing that was it's just all this stuff with Brandy, my God. Um, but oh how my gosh, she couldn't so get, I know, so much. But how, she, I think we finally understand what made her uncomfortable with Tiffany is that Tiffany would say, like, love you long time and certain phrases in um, an accent. And then Brandy yes. wasn't sure, am I supposed to laugh? Am I supposed to join in? And mm-hmm. that's where Brandy should have just asked her because, like, yes. that could have led to a very simple, honest conversation. And then all of, and then I think she was trying to do that. At the yeah. dinner table, and I think she failed miserably. Yes, so until yeah. the reunion, I had no idea why she was saying she was uncomfortable. Yeah, now it makes a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but yeah, now I get also why Tiffany wasn't so frustrated with Brandy. Like yeah. that's not where her attention was. Now Brandy, they have her finally. <sighs> talk about all these awful things that she has gone through with her mother-in-law dying Mm -hmm. and her daughter was in the car and, you know, not knowing she was pregnant until 16 weeks, which is, you know, a lot. Yeah. And then the, the video now, the video with her husband, Brian Mm -hmm. kissing somebody else in a nightclub. It turns out this was in 2018. Mm -hmm. It was a joint bachelor bachelorette party in Las Vegas for her brother and sister-in-law. Yes. That was so crazy for me to hear. <laughs> me too. I assumed she knew that this had happened. It appears she did not know that he had done this in 2018 mm-hmm. until the video was released. I thought she knew about the about incident, it, yeah. but didn't think 
a video would ever be released publicly. So not only did he cheat on her, he did it in front of family. And all these people must have known and not told her. And And that is so awful. And and not only that, when she said, you know, I can only imagine, I haven't lost a parent. Corey has, you have. So if you, you know, your partners and who you're with, there's a lot, like, you're there and you're supportive. But how did you feel when she said he was there for her doing her tough time with this video? So she can't leave. She couldn't leave him because of him losing, you know, his mom and everything. How did you feel? Did you agree? Did you? I mean, it's it's not really up to me. It's really her, how she feels, right? And I think... I think when she said he was hurting, I think a lot of it is losing his mom. I think he also mm. could be hurting for having had him messed up in the marriage. Like he he could be hurting too that he did that to her. Um, okay, I'm. It's funny they address that, but there's been other videos of him, and they you know like him and Travis and the girls the holding hands, and they're saying, "Oh, they're work partners." And then the picture of Travis walking hand in hand with a blonde woman in New York. And picture and it's like address that. I, I guess I, I wonder what is it about this? Probably because it's it was so, so big they couldn't deny ob- it. Yeah. Obvious, right? I it didn't was so like obvious it was they, him. Yeah. Whereas some but, of the but it was with, obvious that it Travis, was Travis. I was like not sure if it was him and I saw one with his face and the girl. Like it was very clear. I was like, why aren't they saying anything? So I, I kind of wonder if they know if they have an understanding. That's what, like, did the, do the four of them, not with each other, but have an understanding. I, I don't think those girls think their husbands are cheating after watching that. And so I think they, I I think Brandy was shocked and I can't believe someone sent that to Brandy's daughter. And I didn't like how they tried to blame Leanne. Now she did post a video that was so not in good taste about Deandra recently and her father um, killing himself. It was like, girl, are you, did you see it? No. She was like, she is a liar. No, she did not see his brain splattered on the wall. She's lying. And it was like, dude, this is not the example to use. Cause Deandra told the story about seeing, she saying, she was like, she's a liar. She did not see his brain splattered against the wall. And I was like, that's such in poor taste. However, I was glad in a way that she released the messages between her and Brandy saying that I wouldn't do that. Why do they keep using her as an ex? Like, I I, I just didn't like that. I don't know if it's her, but like her wedding planner was the guy who released the video um, with Brandy. Brandy, yes. And the the Asian... um, Oh, a stereotype video. Mm-hmm. So I think people think he was the one that did this one. But then why didn't Brandy talk about the text message that she had with Leanne saying that I know you didn't do it? I, know, I like, think that was it. after this taping. After the reunion? Mm-hmm. Okay. There was time that's, in between. But that's interesting because how would Leanne have known that they used her? I'm like... But how would Leanne have known that they were accusing her, I wonder then, of leaking the video? Because the reunion's been wrapped in film and Leanne didn't get a cut of the video. So how would she have known? I have no idea. 
I don't know a lot of things. All I know is that something is a little off with Leanne in terms of her levels of anger and vindictiveness. And she crosses lines. And I think they all agree she crosses lines. And so I don't think it's out of the question that maybe not her, but someone associated with her would do something like this. You know, but then to, I would wonder why Brandy would text her then, like with not just the little something like, she didn't text it her. It sounded before. like she texted Brandy. But then why respond back? I think maybe they figured out it wasn't her. I don't know. But I, see, that's what I'm saying. I feel like I think that was afterwards after yeah. filming. I think you know, mm-hmm. in the beginning, they thought it was someone associated with her. I don't know. Yeah. It, and Deandra said that Leanne's still really pissed that Brandy's on the show and she's not. She is. She said that in interviews. She's yeah. right about that. Yeah, she's so, definitely right about that. I do oh find man. it interesting that that with Deandra, when she literally her storyline is parallel to Leanne's last year, the anger, mm-hmm. the shot. So it's like it's really funny. But I, I don't know if I ever want to see this show again, to be honest, with these women. Not with these women. They have to change something up big time. And I think they know that. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to find Cam funny and cute. And there's something. um, And I think she could have almost gotten away with her behavior this season if there was no online antics, her Mm -hmm. husband, her brother-in-law. Like, if we didn't know what they were really thinking, it was just based on how she was on the show. Mm -hmm. I think things could move forward. I think all this other stuff is really gross and it feels sort of like online bullying towards Tiffany. Yes. You know, her her brother-in-law insinuating that Tiffany was so drunk that like and she went into work the next day, she must be operating on patients while intoxicated. Yeah. Like that's a really serious accusation, accusation. to me. And it would make me wonder who did he get that information from? Well, so I thought it was based off of when Tiffany had her party and drank too mm-hmm. much and Brandy had to bring her to the hospital and okay. she was probably treated for alcohol poisoning okay. um, or given an IV or something. And then I don't know how many hours later she had a shift. Oh, so you thought, think it might be based on yeah. that. Okay. Wow. That's mm, somebody close to you, Cameron. Wow. That's so that was all really insane. crappy. I think yeah. it's just all yucky and gross. And like, why do you have to make your frustrations with someone about ra- anti-racism? Yeah. Right? Like, why yeah. do you have to go back to that? They're, to they're, that. Those brothers are so into this, like, let's go against the woke left mob and cancel culture and like all these like talking points from Tucker Carlson. Yes. It's like, stay away. This is housewives. Like, let the and- women battle it out themselves, yeah, don't, like, don't jump in. And to people that it's like, when you are not part of something, shut up talking about it. Like you're not black, you're not Jewish, you're not, shut up. I also wanted to say that Leanne was in a room with Dr. Monica and Dave Quinn, and they talked about the rumor about Travis's production company, being him being a part of the production company. Well, it came out that, it is not. But I remember reading Travis' sister works at NBC. She's in a very high up position at NBC. And Travis has a production company that does do work for the production company that does do it for the housewives. So I do believe there is a connection when you look into it. There has to be. I don't, I don't, I don't think I believe that. <laughs> I, I believe it. Do you, I'm going to send you some stuff. 
I mean, there may be a connection, and I think it may look weird, but I don't know if the people who make the decisions about who has a job on the show and who doesn't. She's a VP or something in – she's really high of something in reality TV at at NBC. I think that enough people liked Stephanie and Brandy for long enough that it kept them on the show. And I, and so now it'll be interesting to see, you know, who they keep and how they shuffle things around because Mm -hmm. I would have assumed that they could keep Cam and Stephanie. But now with everything that's going on with Cam and Tiffany, it just seems like a bridge has been burned, Burned. even though, you know, they said it hadn't. All this stuff happened afterwards. I still feel like there's a connect. There's no way. I refuse to believe that there was not Little Tiny when she's a VP or something sitting on the NBC Universal side in reality. He's got a production company that has done work for the production company that produces Dallas. I I think there's something, but I don't trust any of them anyway. If they never came back, I wouldn't care. If they come back and if all of those same people are on it, I'll have to put it on ice like I did OC. I want to see Carrie Duber back. I really like Me Carrie too. Duber. Me too. I would be interested Carrie, in, I wanna see- in, in oh. seeing her and some, some new women. Let's bring in some new people. Now, the only way that I would want a Stephanie or even a Brandy to be back is because they are all no longer friends. And if Carrie went hard on them, that's the only way I would want to see them back. Because, you know, they're no longer friends anymore. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yes. They're, she's friends with Leanne for real. Like, they hang out yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So if, if – and, you know, she's not friends with Deandra anymore. So Ooh. if Carrie and her friend came back. That would be home. interesting. Shall we head over to the Northeast? Do some Roni and then some – going to Burning Man? Oh, my God. Let's get – Okay, I have such a funny story about Burning Man. I have this really good friend who goes every year to Burning Man. Okay. He's like very involved in the Burning Man community, and I don't really understand it all. And a couple years ago, I had emergency surgery to remove my appendix, and my dad flew in, um, and my friend was uh, at my apartment when my dad was here. And I uh, was like laying on the bed recovering. I was not doing too well. So I was just like in a dark room and like my dad's talking to this friend of mine. Okay. And um, my friend was explaining Burning Man and he's saying, you know, I don't know, all the, all the little details of it, right? Okay. And, and how, where he stays and all these different art collectives and, you know, the music <laughs> and yeah, there's some drugs, but that's not what it's really about. It's about like all these things in my dad. <laughs> He's listening for 45 minutes, okay, this conversation. And finally, my dad responds, ah, I understand. It is communism in the only way it could truly exist. Ten days. (laughs) (laughs) The fact that he just summed it up. He was like, yeah, communism protects us. They barter, you know. Yes. but for 10 days, that's it. And he's like, and then you blow it up. You burn it down. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm thinking, like, I'm hearing him explain what MDMA is to my dad. And you're like, I'm like oh, oh, my God. God. You know? <laughs> oh, 
Oh my, but he got it. He yeah, my dad totally got it. got it. He was like, oh yeah, it's like people who like want to be socialist and communist and get to live that way, but don't actually have to deal with the ramifications. For 10 days and then blow it up. Mandy. And okay. for those of you listening, my father grew up in the Soviet Union, so he has some very strong opinions about communism and socialism um, and is very terrified of like large government control. Your accent was spot on, by the way. It's not as good. My brother does such a better job. Really? Yeah. I can do the like, hello. (laughs) That I can do. You know so many, uh, you've been so many different places and know so many things. Do you speak, I forget if I've ever asked you, do you speak any Russian? No. I speak like a few words here and there, but my dad refused to teach me because he said it was the language of communism. And that's right. But your grandfather knew it and you guys would have the vodka shots with him. And okay. Okay. And then we would understand each other. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) No, my, my my mom wanted my dad to teach us Russian. She wanted to give us Russian names. And my dad was like, no, my kids are going to be American. Okay. Wow. And he chose like Mandy as like an American version <laughs> of the Russian name Manya. Oh, yeah, I just thought like Mandy is like American. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, his great aunt Manya um, was um, unfortunately murdered when she was 12 in the Holocaust. Wow. So he never knew her. He never got no. to know her. Oh, wow. So yeah. Manya. Okay. And Mandy, I like that. What about your brother? Was He's he Ben. Named? He's after on my mom's side. He's okay. named after my mom's grandfather. Okay. Wow. But Ben was See? American enough. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay, wow, that, I never knew that part. Okay, Manya. Manya, oh, wow. yeah. Okay. So so this Burning Man situation made me laugh so hard because none of them got it right or what I would view as getting it right. It's like what they think Burning Man yes. is, but not what it actually is. It's sort of like Instagrammable Burning Man, but yes. Lou's outfit felt the most real. Compared to everyone else, Compared to everyone else, yes. Wow. Okay, yeah, because someone – I was listening to Kendrick's podcast today, and he has people, uh, like, send him voice notes about the episodes, and he puts them in, and there was someone that was so upset. He was like, that is not Burning Man. There was no bartering. It's based on principles. He was like, that is not – No, people, like, feel very strongly about these, like – principles and communal living and it's about not they can't leave a trace like there's no garbage or anything like everything is like as they found it in the desert so it is I think a very moving experience for a lot of people um, who are trying to go through something and so I appreciated the scenes with the healer uh, where they were all like letting something go Mm -hmm. or trying to manifest something but it just the whole situation was like it's so Leah. It's like she has an idea of what it means yeah, to be maybe, Jewish. Yes, she has an idea yes. of what she thinks it is, but it's not like that's not what it is really. <laughs> Mandy, yes. Oh my, you just really broke who Leah is down. It's like yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. And I don't think there's ever any ill intention. Like no, I think no, she wants mm-hmm. to be part of an experience with Burning Man. I just yeah. think since she hasn't done that, mm-hmm. she doesn't this actually what I think it know is. how to explain it. And and hopefully if she's back next season, she'll do a better depiction of explaining Judaism. <laughs> Because right now, that, that like one love, scene, I was like, oh, dear, this is when I love special. listening to you break that down. Again, guys, Mandy has taught me so much about Jewish culture. And I learn, again, every time I talk to Mandy and listening to you 
And then like, oh, like I learned like the Yom Kippur, no electronics, like just even that base level knowledge, I didn't realize how like that means like that's a big deal. You know what I mean? And um, Jewish culture, if you're following, if you're following. Yeah, if you follow like certain rules, although, of course, during COVID, things were changed a bit because you couldn't get together in person. And so people were doing Shabbat on Zoom and were doing things online in a time when you would never use a computer normally. So, you know, but it all depends on your interpretations and who your synagogue is and your leaders. But yeah, everything with Leah makes me laugh. I... I don't find her frustrating. I feel like she is just someone who's trying to find herself, um, but is at least being authentic that she doesn't know who she is. Versus, yeah. Versus like a Hannah Burner. Yes, yes. Who's, I feel like Hannah adapts sometimes the personalities that she thinks she should be versus being her. I loved little moments like this. What I love about Ebony when she said, when she was like, this is my Irish, like when she did the Irish exit and then they were in the room and Leah's like, and I'm the one Irish. And she's like, I have Irish in me. Don't be stupid. Like, like, <laughs> like black people can have Irish. And then I liked when she talked about her girlfriends. And I literally thought back to my life, like in elementary school. I mean, you don't necessarily call them like your girlfriend, you know what I mean? But I had my friends at school that were white and then my friends outside of school that were black. And then even now as an adult, I started thinking, Okay, I do have like my almost like in pockets of girlfriend, like my groups never really merge. It's always me, you know, me and my homegirls or whatever. I was, I'll say homegirls and then I'll say, like, I literally started thinking, like, she's right. She's actually really interpret, interpreting how we sometimes go through life, not even putting a name to it, just thinking it's normal. She's like, I've never really fucked with this many white women before. Like, and I, it's so funny <laughs> like a because, group of them, you yeah, know? And I was watching how she would react because I know for me, I would be very much like, okay, like you, you do it because you're, but it wouldn't be something I would look forward to. Whereas all the other women were like, yes, where it would, I would just kind of be like, and I love the pool scene when she got on. The, float the floaty and get wet. Yep. I was like, yeah, because if she got that hair wet, that mm-hmm. ponytail would not be slicked down. Like all these different things, you know. I I, I appreciate Ebony for how effortlessly I feel like yes. she is integrating into the Real yes. Housewives of New York, and Me I too. also appreciate the women bending over backwards to try and make her feel comfortable, yes. even if we don't think it's entirely authentic. I think that's a way better situation than what happened in Dallas. And I think they're open to hearing what she has to say in a way, even Ramona, in a way that I did not expect. Yeah. And I I literally started thinking, of course, we watched these shows and back when awareness amongst, you know, certain people, they weren't as aware before, of course, 2020. But I, I was laughing because... Literally watching everyone say, oh, my God, I'm afraid of what Ramona's going to say. It's like that's very telling of what people think about somebody that we watch on TV. Just like, oh, that's Ramona. And it's like, yeah, like, no, you know, but like it was very telling to me of what people think. But I liked how she reached out. I like how she was like, I don't ever invite anyone into my home, you know, like (laughs) 
And I liked how Lou comforted her. And then I love this one. I like they can make it funny. She's like, I was trying to rub your back, but but there were spikes in your outfit. Yeah, yeah, I loved (laughs) that. I really, really loved that. They were they were fun. I know one thing I got out of this episode, and it was very early on. But the scene that Sonia had with. Alita, the energy yes. healer, is that her name? Mm-hmm. It seems like Sonia, I finally feel like I uncovered why she's such a mess. Okay. Is because she was saying that when she was married to her ex husband, that she felt like safe and secure and yes. provided for. And then all of a sudden it was all taken away. Yes. And it feels like she has never figured out a way to feel safe and comforted since right. then. And so she's like flailing, constantly yeah. trying to figure out how she can feel safe. And then when she doesn't, she's like, you know what? I just want to check out. I'm just going to yes. take this pill and wash it down with some rosé and Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, <laughs> yes. You know? And, nice. and it, I was like, Oh, it makes so much sense. Yeah, it does. And it definitely. And it was she when she kept saying she left him, she left him. I remember hearing that it was the other way around. And I remember thinking that's what that's like. Truly, the rug came out from under her because it would be one thing if she made a decision to leave. And then she figured out, oh, my God, like I was safe versus someone just saying I'm done with you. And the rug just being pulled out from under you. And when she was talking about wanting to get her daughter to be able to like basically depend on her, like, and I felt like she wanted to be able to provide the same kind of lifestyle that he could provide for their daughter. So it, it, it was very, I I felt that that wasn't a storyline. Genuinely. That is Sonia. Like even when she said, worrying about how everything's going to be paid for. I'm like, this is a real moment. Like she, she, it was, and I related to it a lot. Like my mom is a person in my life that made me feel comforted and cared for and Mm -hmm. secure. And when she died, that all went away. I felt like I was flailing. It was like, who do I call when something really bad happens? Yeah. You know, and I'm very close with my dad, but it's not it's not the same. He doesn't he's he's not exactly the most like comforting person. (laughs) Like a Russian man. Um and you know, and I had to learn how to like self soothe. Basically, you know, like how Mm -hmm. a baby has to learn how to like calm themselves down. down. Like my way of calming down was talking to my mom and saying, you know, Mom, this happened. And I would feel better just hearing her voice. voice. And then all of a sudden it was not there. And like everything I had thought about in terms of my future, I thought she would be around for everything. Like I didn't date for a long time because I was like, well, I don't want to get married because then my mom won't be there. Like I didn't want to have moments that she wasn't there for. And I had to like learn to reimagine my life Mm -hmm. without her. And wow. and that was like a very it's taken me a long time, time. to kind of crawl out of that. Wow. That was very personal. <laughs> no, but I, I appreciate you sharing that because it gives I'm like, oh God, it, are people listening to this? <laughs> well, I know. Okay, so it gave me a perspective. Of course you think you know 
how someone feels when mm-hmm. they lose a parent, right? So of course, do I think I know how Corey feels? Yes. But would I ever think that he would think about not just the Father's Day or the Christmas, but moments when our son graduated, when my youngest graduates and that was like his baby, you know? So it's like, I never really thought it out the way you said it. Every major thing that happens, I want to call and tell her. Mm -hmm. And I almost didn't want anything to happen because I didn't want to have to feel like she was missing. Yeah. And so it took me a while to like start living again. Okay. Like a a while. <laughs> like how long has she have has how long? I, she I think you told me died in December 2015. That's right, 2015. Okay. And it's so do you only think you're just in now? the last year and a half, which sucks because it was during COVID, which was also kind of a mess. Yeah. But where I started to feel a bit more confident in myself and my ability to like move forward and have a full well, life. What was it that was the switch for you that? Oh, made it, you? I don't know. I mean, um, probably med- medication. <laughs> okay. <laughs> There's always that helps. That helps. <laughs> that helps the variety of things. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know exactly. But it's just I started getting better at dealing with big blows. And okay. was becoming okay. more resilient. And then I started, okay. okay, well, if I can handle that, then I can handle this. And if I can handle this, then can I handle that other thing? And I can handle anything. And it's feeling like you can like live your life and be resilient. And I feel like Sonia doesn't trust herself to be resilient and okay. doesn't feel like she has anyone watching out for her. And she feels like right. she needs it. It can't just be her. There yeah. has to be someone or something helping, and she is just flailing. I wonder if that contributes. Some of that is because of she had to go through the bankruptcy and how, like, some of the money it may not have been the wise. She thought she was making wise investments, but then they turn out to not be, and so she doesn't, like you say, trust herself to do anything. It was yeah. interesting when she said, "If they say I want ten dollars, if I say I want to sell it for ten dollars, and they say seven. I'll take it, like, about the townhouse. And we're mm-hmm. like, wow. I was like, is that legally binding? Because I would give you $8. <laughs> um, one interesting thing I'm really excited for is next week with um, Heather coming back mm. and Leah being upset with Heather and riling all the other women up. I don't think Luann has an issue with Heather. I don't think mm-hmm. Luann cares that Heather said that Luann does hard drugs. I think Luann really is able to move forward with people in a way Bethany. that yeah she's like she can move forward with anyone yeah but i also get that you know why leah would be like i don't trust this woman she airs all of our like dirty laundry in the press yeah so i could see where she's coming from i could see where she's coming from and then i also would say just don't do anything to Rhea that she would need to air because they're they're friends and they know what she said and they're fine with it. And I wouldn't get them all right. I, I think, well, let me go back. I think it would depend on what it was. Mm-hmm. And if they truly were okay with it, I would maybe in their ear, like, I really can't believe you're doing this. But I guess I come from the school. I never like to make my friends feel a certain way about their friends. Oh, you know what she did? You're cool with that. All right. All right. I'm cool. I'm cool with you being cool with that, but I ain't cool with her. Mm-hmm. So I would be cordial. I would be polite, but that's your friend. So I don't think I, I wouldn't necessarily rile them up because I don't want them to ever have to feel in the middle. Cause I know what that's like to have one friend who can't stand that friend because me and that friend got into it. 
and I've shared with them what's happened. And now I, we were able to move past it, but they're not. Yeah. And that's where, you know, filming a TV show does come into it. Uh, yes. You know, Leah is trying to create moments. There's only yeah. five of them. They are not having all these other people join them, you know, right. in scenes the way that in some of the other, you know, New Jersey, they had so many other people at least around yeah. at the party. Mm-hmm. It was it felt a little barren. So I think she's thinking we got to make this exciting. Yeah. And I do think it is something that Leah really didn't like was hearing, yeah. you know, Heather say certain things that it's kind of breaking the code. Hey, we're on the show. You don't need to tell everyone what happened in the off moments. Right. And I wish, depending on how it goes, we'll see. I wish that Heather hadn't walked away. I would have rather her stay there and be Same. a formidable opponent with with. I Talia. know, because I think she is a formidable opponent. Yeah, because I think they're the same person. Yeah, they're very similar. I feel similar. like they're two sides to the same coin. Uh, I think uh, yeah. Heather is a little bit more authentically herself, but at least Leah's authentically like, I don't know who I am. Yes, and I'm trying I'm trying on these different things, things. to see yeah. if they fit. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, I did not want Heather to leave. I'm like, no, because I just felt like after all these years of her being like, I'm, you know, it was like, then be that, like with Leah there, don't leave. I know. She go toe to toe with Ramona, but I think she thinks Leah's not worth it. So you, so that's the feeling you get. She I think she's Leah's like, not. I have so many other things going on in my life. I don't need this. I don't need this show. I don't need to be on it. Okay. And I am not going to get into a screaming match. Okay. Like, on national television yeah. over something that I don't care about that much. Right. That's how, and, and that's I'm like the get, energy I get from And Heather. almost too. Remember that season when Nini was very dry at the reunion and she'd be like, okay, when they were trying to argue with her. Oh, and, and she, she was basically like, engage. I'm not giving you a moment. Like, yeah, you would only have a moment for if I participate and I'm not giving. So, and what you just said, could Heather could also be like, I'm not giving her that moment because mm-hmm. she's done reality TV and she knows. Oh, that's going to be interesting. Because I liked when Leah said something and she looked up and she was like, do you know what that means? And Heather was like, no. <laughs> like very dry. I was like, yes. I I like Heather, but we'll, we'll see what happens next week. Okay. Let's cross the bridge into Jersey. Yes. Okay. Jersey finale. <laughs> we meet Louie, Teresa's boyfriend. I have literally nothing to say me neither okay like, we'll I skip hope, that i hope it i hope it works i hope it works out like not on you yeah no no shade i just yep, like just, there's not a whole lot to say yeah bill and jennifer aiden's 18th wedding anniversary oh, oh my goodness what a yeah. lovely family i love yes. those kids i love them as a couple i think mm-hmm. he may be my favorite house husband yeah he's very much about his wife like about like I love her. You just, I like that he made the point of saying he didn't even propose with a ring because they didn't even have money. Yeah, he you was know? in medical school. Right. When, and, and Jennifer's told that story. I've heard her tell that story on podcasts, but sometimes I think you forget and then you're like, oh, yeah. But then it's like, no, she actually, she was with him there in the trenches, started from the bottom, now we're here type mm-hmm. thing, you know? So I, I love that. He said that and that she still married him. And I love that their marriage isn't perfect, right? They can get yeah. in arguments. He'll sleep in the, where by the pool. The pool, the, yeah, in the pool house. The pool house, you know, whatever. I think that's that's definitely that's not uncommon one. if you're yeah. together for 18 years. But at the end of the day, he is good at listening. 
and he yes. is good at lifting her up and never cutting yeah. her down. And um, he doesn't seem to really judge her. No. And when he was like, oh, you look better than J. Than, like she's got J-Lo. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like I loved that. I definitely. And even like her throwing up and being sick, like in his car, he was like, that's my wife. You know what I mean? He just yeah. loved like, oh, what do you drink? You know, I just there you could tell their relationship is really solid. And he knew she is going through a lot of stress. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah, we've seen her drink a little too much before. I think this season, the stress was, you know, through the roof for her. Yeah. And I think we and didn't also, even see the half of it. Can we talk about how she has been dieting and exercising and maybe she's eating less and maybe, you know what I mean? Like very conscious of her. Yes. It could be something as simple as I'm not going to eat a lot today because I'm going to drink and then it catches up. All these things we women think about, mm-hmm. you know, it's, I'm going to be on and on film in a bathing suit. I just that that made me not like her, but she's more palatable. She's becoming more and more palatable for me because I like these vulnerabilities that she allows. And I love that Bill is literally right there with her, with her parents. It's not like, yeah, your dad can stay here, but that's on you. Like when he sent Gabby upstairs, what some episodes ago when Gabby was crying because he was right there explaining to them why they were both responsible. I was like, yes, he has her back in that area too. And let's not forget, he is a healthcare professional working in a pandemic. And people say whatever about plastic surgeons. Yeah, he has his clinic and he does breast augmentations and nose jobs and facelifts. But he also goes into the ER and deals with severe emergencies and burn Mm -hmm. victims and, you know, replacing someone's finger when they chopped it off. I mean, that's what plastic surgeons do. It's not all butt lifts and facelifts. Yeah, Yeah, it's not all cosmetic um, or for just cosmetic reasons, right? And... And so I have to think that him and David and Dr. Moon and all these people who've been working throughout this pandemic and filming, like the added stress of that and also who am I going to come in contact with while I'm filming? Right. And worrying about what if I brought something home from... Although Jennifer had COVID earlier on and he isolated her. He was like, yeah. you need to... And then I don't think anyone else in the family got it. No, they didn't. Nope, nobody else Which got it. Which is really it. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I bet they have really good airflow in their house. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say publicly, I'm going to praise Mandy because I listen week to week. And when you stand up for David, I am screaming, thank you, Mandy. Yes! From, from the time... <laughs> Honestly, from the time Dolores came on, I know what people were saying, but I felt like if y'all think she's smart and y'all think she makes good decisions, even though you don't see David, there's something there she's getting from him. And y'all, and I felt like it was kind of disrespectful a little bit online when people are like, we're shipping you and Frank. It's like, she's in a relationship. She's in a relationship. And it was interesting because I was listening. I listened to a million podcasts, if you can't tell to someone who's very good friends with the Jersey women. And they were saying that Dolores and Frank always had a really good relationship. But when she came on, David couldn't film all the time. They were like, oh, why don't you bring Frank? And actually the show has made their relationship. Better. Did you, oh, did you say that? Oh, at first I was like, wait, because I know no, Mandy, it wasn't you know me. a lot too. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm literally staring at Mandy. I no. like, yeah, they said the show brought them even closer. closer. Oh, interesting. So, and they were saying that David's a good guy. And, and like, I think Margaret had said the reason 
David was a good guy. She just wanted Dolores to have what she wanted. Like she said that. Right. Like, and that I get. But I'm like, I'm hearing people say David's a terrible person. I'm like, are you joking? Dolores broke down some of the best things she said. He gives me my space. I can come and go as I please. He's not dating anybody else. And he knows his way around a vagina. What more? <laughs> She's getting good sex on the regular. Are you kidding? Like, that'll make me get up in the middle of the night and say, do you want eggs that are scrambled with cheese? Do you want bacon? Okay. Like, that is like a natural healing. So she's getting good stuff on the regular. <laughs> oh, man. I love Dr. David. I think he does incredible work. You know, he... The way he's with her kids, Mandy. He's great with her kids. He's a, a, yeah, he's a really good doctor and he has to go into the hospital a lot. He deals with high risk pregnancies and he helps guide women through really tough situations in pregnancy and families. Um, And I think he's just not big on being on TV. Like, I I don't think that that's that big of a deal. And the difference is with, for example, a page from Summer House, how her boyfriend Perry didn't want to be on TV. Paige's whole career insists on her being a public mm. persona and they don't have an established they're not married they're not right. they're not going in that direction and so that didn't seem like it would work but with Dolores she had already established herself as a public persona so yeah. we know her separate from David and yeah David he's there he'll go on camera he's not completely refusing right. he's yeah. just not as in control of his schedule and I don't think he can do all of the things that, you know, the other house husbands do. But then Frank is there. And yes. I feel like we're getting so much yes, out of Dolores, do. Frank, and David. I effing love them. Me I love too. this, like, modern, you know, I love that Dolores gets so much out of her friendship yeah. with her ex-husband. And I love how much her ex-husband gets out of his friendship with his ex-wife's boyfriend. <laughs> right. I mean, the fact that he took care of him when yeah, he broke his leg. Him, like, you know? And the fact that he had to nurse a male chauvinist who talked so bad about him and help him pass a stone. I literally was screaming. Oh, you like, Gorga. Yes. yes. I literally, when, you know how people say I'm screaming? No, I was in my living room going, <laughs> and I was clapping. <laughs> Not because he had the stone, people. I don't want pain. But since he had to have it, that David was there with him. Can we talk for a moment about the Halloween slash birthday party for Joe yes. Benino? Mm-hmm. And can we talk specifically about the costumes? <laughs> <laughs> You go right ahead. (laughs) Who were your favorites? My favorites were Margaret, Melissa, and I like Teresa. Okay. Hands down, Bill is Prince. (laughs) Bill Aiden as Prince was incredible. And (laughs) I'm laughing so hard. There was somebody at Margaret's party that was dressed as a virus. I I literally said that I hoped I was driving today and I said, I hope for Halloween no one decides to be a coronavirus. There was definitely a coronavirus there. Did you see the person? It was like a giant yellow ball and then there were spikes coming out. No. And you're going to make me go back and look at this person. 
Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. How funny is that? I'm going so to watch. The, and I saw, and at first I wasn't sure. I was like, am I seeing what I'm seeing? And then I watched it again and I, they're in two scenes. So there's one where they're like walking up and you can just see, it's only like a split second, but there's someone dressed as a virus, which made me laugh because I used to dress as viruses for Halloween before <laughs> the pandemic. So in 2007, <laughs> I was the bird flu. That was before there was actual, you know, they were worried about a bird flu. And uh, then what year was it? Maybe it was 2015. I was a retrovirus. So I was a <laughs> giant virus wearing retro clothing, 70s oh clothing. I saw your picture. I got to see the picture of you like that. <laughs> so silly. But, you know, I'm a science dork and I really I find that kind of stuff funny, you know. No, what's funny is you showing me pictures and telling me about when you would put on these big conferences and you would have people also dress up as viruses and yes. HIV and then the things that oh uh, my come God. after that. I, so tuberculosis. <laughs> I used to work on tuberculosis and HIV issues and to draw attention to the co-infection problems between people living with HIV who get infected with tuberculosis, we made these mascots and we had people dress as them and like act silly and whatever. And I did all of these different, um, you know, what are they called? Like focus groups to make sure that like people who are personally affected by HIV mm. and TB wouldn't be like offended by this, that they thought it was an interesting attention grabbing tactic at an international AIDS conference, because there's all kinds of wacky things at international AIDS conferences. They've okay. got um, fashion shows where you wear clothes made of different colored condoms. Like the entire fashion show is a condom fat. Like it is out there. Okay. So this isn't just, yes, there is all these scientists at the conference right, and they've got right. their posters and all of that. But then there's also this wacky wild side called the global oh village at the conference. And so in 2012, was it at this conference? It was in DC and I had these big, you know, giant HIV and giant tuberculosis. And we were meeting and doing a photo with Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> and I was like, explaining to her about the impact of women with HIV getting sick with tuberculosis and all these mm -hmm. problems and all this stuff. And she was only interested in talking to the actors who were in the costumes, <laughs> but they weren't breaking like character right? the way so they that were... Disney characters don't break character. Like yes. they took it so seriously that they were like, I'm a bacteria today. And like, <laughs> I am not going to behave any way other than this like – Thing. And so I just remember her like whispering to one of them, like leaning in and going, someday, 10 years from now, you're going to be on like a network TV show and you're going to be like, remember that time I dressed as AIDS? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, Whoopi. <laughs> right. And then, and then get to say, and I talked to, you know, like, and I talked to Whoopi Goldberg or something like that, you know? So final thoughts on Jersey. What did you think of the whole Melissa and Joe Gorga argument and fight? And then consequently, what Dolores was saying to Melissa? Well, I thought that the, uh, the fight between Melissa, you said Melissa and Joe, right? Mm -hmm. It was very interesting. And I felt like it was actually real. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like it was like put on. And I don't know. I'm just like, they can't break fourth wall stuff, but all this stuff is happening to Melissa because of the show. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Joe definitely wants to be on the show, though. So I almost feel like it's a battle of her. Like, 
her wanting to be like, you know, you're like, if you want to say famous because of me being on this show and there's certain things I have to do like appearances. And maybe she doesn't want him tagging along. Maybe she just wants to be able to go. She's with him all the time home. Now he's, He's a freaking cast member as opposed to other franchises where their husbands aren't basically in every scene, you know, unless they're going away on a trip. So I feel like she's trying to say that, but she really can't say that. Right. It's odd because like they're having a real argument, but they're not saying exactly what the argument's about. So it's hard for me to I'm like, is it because she's getting paid more than you? Is it because she goes to appearances without you? What exactly are you mad at? And why won't you let it go? But then I have to say, I take Dolores aside when Dolores was tough on Melissa because she was just giving it right back to her. I loved every second of it because Melissa led that charge. And um, as far as like talking about it, I feel like at the party, Mm -hmm. like, even notice last week when Dolores said who raised their hands for the vote. Oh, well, Alyssa wasn't there, but still Jackie was the only one that was really like, well, I did. And here's why it made sense what she was saying, but all right, let it go. Yeah. I was glad that Dolores gave it to her right back. I was like, mm-hmm. now you see. Yeah. It's like, well, what if I took a poll about whether or not you and Joe would, you know, stay together if you didn't get your independence and she's not going to go back to Dolores. I don't, she's not going to go like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Yeah, she's not going to get into that. But it was interesting that the whole season ended with them leaving a party early. That was a wild way to end the season. Me too, especially for someone who likes to be on camera. Hmm. Like you left a party. Yeah, I thought that was wild. How everyone thinks that their relationship issues were just another storyline because Melissa yeah. never has a storyline. No, I think they're having relationship issues. Yeah. They're at the age, their kids are at the age where they would have relationship issues. And that's why me and Corey, I'll never forget, someone told us to make sure that my mother-in-law, six kids, she said from the time they were younger, uh, they were in, you know, her, his dad was in the Air Force. They always had a date night, no matter what base they were on, no matter. She said, because you don't want your kids to leave. And you're like, number one, what about me? Or who are you? Always have your own interests going on. You you could want to be with him and be, but but have your own interests going on too. Because now look at that. What do you think of the cast of New Jersey? I feel like. So the the cast has been the same six housewives mm-hmm. for three seasons in a row. And I feel like this is unheard of. Do you yeah. feel like there's going to be any changes, any shakeups? So uh, from the same person that talked about Dolores and um, Frank becoming closer on there, talked about, said that they couldn't say which wife told them, but that they were looking at other wives, possibly bringing a black woman on the show. Okay. I mean, I'll it's take like, I'll take it. more women. Yeah, I don't know if we need to get rid of anyone. No, I, I I want them all to stay. I want them all to stay. No matter. People always say Jackie's weak. Jackie's this. If people watch, Jackie is the only one that will have Teresa clear a room. Teresa will get up and leave a room when she's arguing with Jackie. She doesn't stay. She doesn't go back and forth. So no matter what people think of Jackie, I like her. 
I love that she's smart. I, I, I love all of that. I hope I wish her and Evan the best and I want her to stay. I will even go as far as saying I want Jennifer to stay because before I didn't really like her. I want her to stay. I love the times when Jackie and Jennifer are getting along. Yes. Like she, I lo- yes. That's me. That's my favorite. Me too. The, my favorite. Absolutely. I hope that we can see more of it. I know that Jackie has said it's hard for Jennifer to be a f- know how to be a friend to Jackie when she's a friend to Teresa. I believe, I believe, and that I believe that. But I think that there is some way and some relationship for them. I do. Yeah, and I'm glad because it was set up last year to be Teresa, Jackie, Teresa, Jennifer, Dolores, Jackie, Melissa, Margaret. So I feel like they definitely need another. Almost make it a little bit uneven, maybe like one more wife or something like that, you know, or bring in two friends that are friends with each other to see what if one ends up on one side, one ends up on just something to kind of shake it up a little. But what's interesting is that I feel like it became clear that Dolores and Margaret are really close, even though we've heard that, but you can see it more and that Dolores has no problem calling out Melissa. Yes. And that like they can be good friends and still argue. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I felt like there was a bit more of a shakeup than than the way it was the season before. I feel like Dolores has always had a uh, Melissa has always been like sand and Dolores's underpants. Even when she went at her last season <laughs> about like you tell your husband. I feel like because she's known the Gorgas for so long, but I just yeah. feel like Melissa has been an irritant to her for some reason or another. And and like she was able to really get her back like tonight. And and the thing is, she got her back saying stuff that was true, not saying stuff that was just like, because eh. when she said that, she felt like Melissa should have jumped in. So did I. I was like, I would have been like, hey, uh-uh, cut it out. No, we're not doing that, guys. Ignore him. He's, but she's just like with her mouth hanging open, not saying anything when he went off on Dolores. Yeah. I remember when Joe Gorga said that he used to have a crush on Dolores. Oh, Joe Gorga. I didn't want to get started with him, but I did love that Bill Aiden was saying, you know, hey, when like people are telling you that they feel like you're being insensitive, you should listen. Yeah, yeah. Like, Come on, guys. It was yeah. just so funny to see all the guys standing around, like, not knowing what to do. And Bill Aiden, the only one making any sense. Yep. And then him being like, you're drunk. F you. And like, yeah, what? No. like, And he <laughs> really cared about what Margaret thought to me, though, too. Like, wait, are you saying that? Like, I felt like he really cared. Like, it wasn't just a moment. He really wanted, like, wait, you really think this about me? Like, yes, we do. Hopefully on the reunion, they'll be able to break the fourth wall a little and explain what the argument is between Melissa and Joe, because this independence thing is... Is, yeah, it's like, okay. It's very opaque. I have no idea what they're actually frustrated about, but it's clear that they're not happy with each other, at least at that point in filming. Yeah. All right, Taria, we have had a long chat. I, I loved every minute of it. I <laughs> Thank did. you so much for being on and for talking about all our favorite cities and all our favorite friends on the show. <laughs> uh, you will be on Man. She doesn't know it yet, but Mandy will be on what else is going on in this month, too. So. Yes, I would love it. Um, tell you everyone. Have an open invitation. Mandy. Oh, anytime. Anytime, Taria. <laughs> tell everyone where they can find you. Well, first of all, again, Mandy, thank you for having me on this birthday episode. I feel like I'm saying happy birthday. Um, 
You can find me on Instagram at WeGo, W-E-I-G-O podcast, Twitter at T-S-F-A-I. And so when I get a little feisty on Twitter, it's fun sometimes. Um, and I'm on Patreon, patreon.com slash wake up with WeGo. And Patreon is a big commitment. So if you want to buy your girl a coffee, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash W-E-I-G-O. I think I think that's all. <laughs> <laughs> you do get feisty on Twitter. I love it though. I, it's so, I, I sometimes I'll be laughing to myself when I'll be like, I hope people get what I'm trying to say. And then there's you should see my drafts. I'm like, no, can't do that one. No, do that one. <laughs> I don't normally tag people that I'm talking about, and today I just had to tag Cameron and something. And it wasn't like nasty, but it was just like, really, Cameron? Let so. us know if you uh, if you get blocked. <laughs> I will. That's been happening to me a lot these days. (laughs) I am only blocked by a few people, and some of them I swear I've never communicated with. I feel like they've gone through and saw that maybe you've liked a heart on someone they've blocked, and they're like, oh, gone. Or like a blockchain, because they're all people who are verified and stuff. Oh, okay. Like, example, uh, Representative Liz Cheney has me blocked on Twitter, and I swear I've never... Said anything about her? That's a badge of honor. Liz yeah, me block. <laughs> it's like this week. I'm like trying to see like what she's tweeting. No, right? You're blocked. Oh my god! It's been going on for a while, but yeah, I'm sure. That, I'm sure there's a reason. I'm sure it was on some sort of thread that she didn't like, and instead, I'm blocking everyone on this. Yeah, thread. <laughs> or her comms person, you know, did or it. Yeah. That's crazy. All right. Well, have a wonderful rest of your afternoon. Thank you so much for gracing us with your presence. (laughs) Oh, my God. Thank you, Mandy. And I will talk to you guys. Thank you, real lifers. I'm a lifer, too. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.